good, Internet? Welcome to Session 88 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your conductor of the hype train, Alex Arona. Now hold on to your butts as we're leaving the station and into our next stop, Post Extra Life. This episode's coming out after Extra Life. We will all be very tired. That's real. And with me, as always, fresh off his Halloween hauntings, Joel DeWitt. Joel, I've seen you. I've seen you doing Little Hope. Nice work. I'm just doing my part, but like those those people are well. Some of them are really hard to like. Like the the one that was like the dad and mom and the foreshadowing that turned into the where they were like professors and an older student. Like they were they were mean. Yeah, and also that dude had a really high pop collar. Uh, well, speaking of hard to like, Getty. We aren't talking Little Hope or whatever whatever else you wanted to play this week. Yeah, it makes sense, Alex. But speaking of weak, I heard that you aren't going to beat Ring Fit, so that's, I, that's a plus. I got to World 6, and then I looked it up. Turns out there are 22 worlds. I don't know. Uh, and welcome to Super GG Radio, Mother Flippin' Abby Russell. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for joining us. It's a, We're gonna add it's some a bid get for us. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Exciting. Abby, did you? Dream how big. far did you make it into Ring Fit? I don't remember the levels. I also did a lot of the, um, like, I wanted all the stuff unlocked right away. So I did a lot of the, like, make your own thing and not a lot of the, like, play through the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't remember. I was making a lot of smoothies. I had, like, fire shoes. I okay. got to get back into it. I think you're probably yeah. where I'm at. That's where I, I'm at. Yeah. But I like gonna... it, but... Oh, yeah, same. But this week, we are ghost hunting in early adopters, getting saucy with the news, and simulating normalcy in the backlog blog before we round out this week with not one, but two bonus segments. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games similar to Ghostbusters, but just different enough to avoid a lawsuit. Uh, that is very true. Yep. The first game we played, Midnight Ghost Hunt... Midnight Ghost Hunt. I understand. Uh, Joel, you played this one. What? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, breaking record here. Uh, Midnight Ghost Hunt is a was a four v four multiplayer deathmatch kind of game, except uh, one side of the team are scientists, the other side of the team are apparitions, ghosts. Uh, it's you know what? It is fun. I just don't think it's for me. I think we've fallen out of my wheelhouse with this one. So it's, it is that team deathmatch thing. You, the people on the side of like the Ghostbusters side, you could either be someone with like the pack, or there's like almost a scientist role too, right? Yeah. And after that, what did they do? The, the I'm trying to remember. Getty, do you remember what the scientist did? Well, it, it all depends on your loadout. So you can have like a, a harpoon gun. You could have the one that's like a. It acts as a, the proton pack, as you were saying, but it can also right. act as a vacuum. Uh, there's one that's yeah. like a machine gun, like a mini. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, but not really like a scientist role. It, I saw this as Counter Strike meets Ghostbusters. It's just straight yeah. up deathmatch. That, that's a good comparison, and that's kind of how it felt, too. It, it was that old PC shooter kind of uh, feel to it, and uh, definitely a lot of, like, that kind of uh, TF2-ish kind of movement and just uh, 
the dose was more fun. The dose was more fun to play as because you, you could. Yeah. Go Sorry, do you like die and respawn pretty quickly as far as the team deathmatch stuff goes? Because I feel like usually with the ghost hunter type games, it's like you die once and you're dead until the next round. But is it like quick respawn or how does that work? Uh, it is a die until your next uh, round. I, I did notice mm-hmm. that if you were a ghost and you die, yeah, yeah. there is some way for them to reanimate you. I, I never figure out how exactly. So that's but I, the I was, hook of it, Joel. Yeah. <clears throat> it's f- yeah. four or five minutes to midnight. And as you're playing as a ghost hunter, you need to kill all the ghosts before midnight. If you fail to do so, then the ghosts will respawn, and they'll become more powerful. Okay. so that's Super yeah, murderous. That's, that's the context I didn't bother yeah. figuring out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the ghosts were definitely more fun to play as, though. Because, like, you can possess stuff in the background. And so my first round, I played as a human, and there are these... The map they gave you was just sort of this small map with a little bit of a, a terrace in front and then a couple buildings you could go inside. And I ran up to a, a room, a hallway, and found the ghosts, but they had possessed a fridge huh. and was in a room. Yeah. And they yeah. used the fridge to keep the door closed so we couldn't get yep. into it. And so it's that kind of like almost, you know being able to like barricade the, that that's where it feels like old pc where it's like they they'll allow you to do stuff like that and uh it, it is a legit strategy but uh while i found it quirky so they, and fun playing against them then i had issues where like i possessed a pumpkin and i, I guess they can tell pretty quickly if you're possessing yeah, something big right? mistake yeah, yeah yeah not not a pro gamer move um well, I mean, the, the 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 entire conceit is that you, as a ghost hunter, have to take out the ghosts by capturing them, vacuuming them up, and if you can't find them once midnight hits, the ghosts will just straight up murder you, and they get super powered with new abilities. So it kind of behooves you to just start trying to. Uh, when I played, someone just barricaded and started building up every like because you can can possess items in the environment, a la like you know a Skyrim or. Uh, Getty, what am I thinking of? I don't know. What are you thinking of? Prey. Prey. Oh, prey. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely prey, prey where you can become an item. So you could just start grabbing cabinets and tables and moving it against a wall to hide inside of a room as the... Well, you know what? We're not going to get sued. Ghostbusters try to break <laughs> into the room so that they can capture the ghost. It, it, so it, it's, a, it's a lot of fun to just start moving stuff around. And, of course, you have the ability to start throwing things at them when they're not looking you know ramming them with a chair throwing apples and other pe- like plates at them yeah that was my experience playing as you hunters, actually had it was the you worst actually had experience. a bad experience didn't they all just they just swamped you yeah so uh, one of the stages you can possess a grand piano <clears throat> and uh, the guy who was playing he obviously figured out where the spawn point was for the hunters and uh i spawned up and then three grand pianos flew into our team and that was the match five seconds <laughs> <laughs> it's a sick joke, but I mean, props to him. I think the ghosts are OP. They gotta tune it a little bit better. Well, again, obviously this is still in beta test, so it's a limited beta, uh, and that's kind of why it's tricky to get into this. We've had betas where it's like, okay, from four p.m. till you know five thirty. That's the only time. So in this case, it was just for Halloween weekend. No, the Bandai ones are the worst. It's like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. on a Thursday. 
Like, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> this one fighting game. Yeah, I liked... I think Midnight Ghost Hunt is a fun idea. It's just tricky because I don't... I don't know, do you... Do you guys still find a market for, like, a 4v4, just straight four-minute to five-minute, sh- you know, multiplayer match? That's Isn't tough that what for me Overwatch to... is? <laughs> that, that's tough for me to answer, just because this is, like I said, it's not my wheelhouse. Like, I I do in spurts with uh, multiplayer shooters. So I, had, I had a brief stint with TF2 back in the day. I toyed around with uh, some of the Half-Life 2 deathmatch stuff. And then I drop off it way too quickly. So it's it's usually not something that I personally would invest in outside of if it was part of like a single player campaign game. What do you think, Abby? Do you think that there's a market for something like a four v four, you know, multiplayer only four minute match thing? I mean, I think so. I play a lot of Call of Duty, which I know is generally more than four people versus four people, but. I think so. I mean, like on paper, this Midnight Ghost Hunt sounds interesting. It sounds fun. I um I didn't make it in time for the beta, but it did look kind of cool. I also think, you know, when you have games like Phasmophobia that are out currently, it's sort of a harder sell to get into like another one when there's this, this one here that's already doing it so well, I feel like. Um, but I, I yeah, I think 4v4, why not? It's it's funnier. I I beta tested this one uh, on a previous episode, and it was only me who got the chance to play it. But it, this I found this out before Phasmophobia, and then Phasmophobia became mm. a huge hit, and I was like, oh man, this is eating its lunch real bad. <laughs> <laughs> did, but, did any of you have voice chat in your matches, like people talking? I did. I avoid it. I I didn't like actively seek it out <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just had uh there, there was this kid I, I, he sounded like he was maybe like 14 or something just just yelling out pumpkins every five seconds during my match and well they felt, could possess felt very pumpkins. felt very old pc shooting <laughs> well i mean if you remember we played a game called pandemic express and it was just a guy playing minecraft rap music over his intercom and that was fantastic <laughs> You know, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's funny enough, you told me about that, and then I was like, well, that seems interesting. I'm in. And I played it, and that was the first thing that happened to me was that it was probably the same person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that was Midnight Ghost Hunt. Uh, but now, our next game got real spooky. Ellipse. Ellipse. E-L-Y-P-S-E. This one uh, is also still in beta test. Abby, did you get a chance to play Ellipse? I did. I didn't get super far into it. Maybe I'm just not good at the controls, but I found it to be, like, I would just get to sections that I couldn't really get past, and it was, like, so early in, and I kept kind of bashing my head against it, and I was just a little bit like, well, how much am I going to keep trying to do this one jump? And I also found the the checkpointing to be a little bit unforgiving, which just made it sort of harder to want to keep doing it i did find the premise because it starts out and has like a little bit of a story of like every 10 years this like community sacrifices one person into like this pit and i guess you are that person and it's like the 10 years are almost up you can maybe try to get out it seemed like was what they were sort of proposing but i'm also not really one for platformers and that's sort of what this is and it seemed like a pretty punishing platformer as far as platformers go um like if you hit the like fire spots it seems like you die immediately there's like no forgiveness in those um so yeah, I played it. I didn't get super far into it, but I did play it. 
I uh, basically got to like the energy part where you like suck up the energy ball. Um, and okay. then I had, there was like a jump where I had to like jump vertically and I couldn't get past it. Um, and then I think very, I like, died in a different boring. section. And then it was just like, it, it took me so far away from it that I was like, I don't care to try this again. Yeah, it's it's very Ori in the Blind Forest. Is these, these you know you hold the button and you pick your angle of where you're going to jump, and it is very very punishing. The 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 one thing that kind of kept me going through it, and then, yeah, I agree, the checkpointing was kind of rough. Was the music was very tense and spooky and kind of orchestrated in a way that I liked, and then the once you kind of get past when you because it does have this beta demo has an end, and when it ends. It's 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 a really horrific goat demonic face pops up in the background. So the the whole thing is that there is like what, the reason why I picked this one is because while the gameplay does seem a little more kind of just it's it very ori platforming difficult challenges, the music orchestrated and the artwork where you would see these giant beasts in the background that were just skeletons dripping in blood, just creeping around and then appearing in your face to just kind of creep you out really enhanced the the entire you know the, the it enhanced the entire experience to make it something that a little bit more than just like a, a basic platform we've played basic platformers before but having that environment and that ambiance just really struck me as something that uh was really well done the tone reminded me a lot of um hollow knight yes yes and that that was one of my favorite platformers uh, yeah. Getty and Joel, what did you guys think of Ellipse? Oh, I guess I'm destined you to know what my answer is going to be to that here. But <laughs> you didn't play it. Mine I didn't too. Play it. No, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. Worst. I was going to play it today, but I, uh, you know, I, I got sidetracked watching Casper with my kids. So uh, that's okay. a valid excuse. I, I think I made the better choice there, personally. <laughs> but In the long run, hon- honestly, the I'm looking at a trailer right now that the visuals are striking. Like there's a great contrast between the dark and the light color tones there. And uh, I'm really liking the way the animation looks. And you guys are saying that it's a hard platformer. Uh, and Alex, you compared it to Ori. Is it purely platforming or is it any sort of combat involved in it too? Or you get, you get a, uh, a basically like a shot that acts like your jump. So you mm-hmm. pause mid air and you angle, you get that, that arrow kind of angle, cursor to where you're going to shoot and then it just shoots in a line so oh, you get a little like sense. a double jump but you can like choose the directionality of the second jump yeah yeah uh, yeah it's you're right or ori is a great uh comparison based on what i'm seeing here hmm. yeah I, the, the whole thing is that i found uh like you said very i found it very striking the the jumping and the puzzles i you know seemed a little basic but when it comes down to you you reach the end and your your little fairy creature says, "Oh look, there's a light ahead. I think we'll make it." And all of a sudden, boom! Big bloody goat head appear. That's very well and detailed, very drawn out and animated in a way that is, ooh, it's it's just done very well. It just pops out of nowhere and screams at you, and that's kind of the end of the demo. It's like, oh, okay, that's that really that just jumps out at me as something that's really kind of it's it's different different than a lot of things I've seen before. It's very unique and special, so. Uh, and that was uh, Ellipse. But uh, I gotta tell you, if we need to sacrifice anyone to the Abyss this year, we know who it is. So, Abby, we can't pay you, but if you ever want to drop in, 
I'm cutting some dead weight. Great. Is it I'll me? keep it in mind. I think it's me. Is it me, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Funny part is neither of you know who it is. But right now we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, so we have a running joke called seduce the news one point i introduced the news in a deep voice and it became a joke do you have any uh funny pickup lines um no <laughs> or Sorry. Do, you want, do you want to do an isaac hayes impression of uh the um news? i'm gonna be honest i don't know who isaac hayes is damn should me. i know who that is if i google it will i know this person no um probably I'm out of touch with most popular American singer-songwriter. What did he sing? He sang yeah, the theme from one. Shaft. <laughs> it's a very deep kind of voice. That's what I was trying to think of. But uh, Well, let's think. Getty, do you have one locked and loaded? Because I can't think of one. I'm trying to think of one now. Like a pickup line, you mean? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a pickup line. I can Google best pickup lines. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, best pickup lines for gamers. These are uh, all really bad. That's the point. That's, that's what we strive for. They're Abby? Like, Whenever you're ready, as long as they're not gamer moments, that, hit me. That sounds like not even funny bad, just bad bad. Some of them are like not funny bad. Some of them are just cheesy. I'll I'll stick with the cheesy ones. Uh, hit um, me. Do you like Nintendo? Cause we would look good together. Okay. W i i. That's pretty good. I like that one. Uh, hit me with one more. I'm I'm curious now. Are you a care package? Because you must have fallen from heaven. Okay. Okay. I think Look, that's, I'm just uh... reading the, what the website has. <laughs> um, if Princess Toad looked like you, I would have killed Bowser years ago. <laughs> that's, that's, that's brutal. Good. That's good. <laughs> Abby, you have officially seduced the news. Okay, great. Quick, quick, say a few more so we can just cut into future episodes. <laughs> Girl, I got more game than a PS4. <laughs> wow. That one's a little wow. outdated at this point. It takes two to play Pong. Oh, this one's bad. Pong. Nice pants, baby. What's the drop rate? <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> we got it. That was good. Oh, man, that was rough. Okay. A uh, couple pieces of news. We're going to start with uh, three quick hits that I have. Uh, we have talked about on previous episodes, Exit Limbo, Ghost Runner, and Dreadlands are all 1.0 now. So some of those beta tests that we've talked about on this on a couple episodes previous are now out. Good for Ghost Runner, Exit Limbo, and Dreadlands. I'm glad. And uh, Getty, I, I think you should try out Dreadlands. Didn't we play Dreadlands together? Yeah, I think you should pick it up. Why? 
I thought because we, you love those. You mind. love CRPGs. Oh, okay. Oh my God, I'm under attack. <laughs> uh -oh. I saw the fluff from right. the back. <laughs> you want to come here? Nope. All right, bye. All right. There goes the dog. Wait, that uh, ghost second game was wild. Like Ghost Runner, it was yeah, just too fast. It was too fast. I've watched uh, someone I mean, else play it. I'm curious how it would work on the Switch. It seems like a tough one to port over to the Switch. It seems very intensive graphically. Well, they're starting to it try like that new um, the new streaming. Mm. Like they have control on the Switch now. Yeah, so that's maybe? true. Yes, I, I would like a precisely controlled first person parkour action game on a streaming <laughs> service. <laughs> you hit that Wi-Fi spike and you're screwed. Hey, as I'm long hitting, as the... I'm hitting Wi-Fi spikes right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Joel's been shafted all week, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah, as long as you don't get any Joy-Con drift, I think you should be fine. Oh, his Joy-Cons are boned. <laughs> I've been to his house; his Joy-Cons are super boned. His <laughs> kids My... uh, hitting the hard turns there. My youngest, like, he has the death grip on those Joy-Cons, so like, he'll be playing Mario Odyssey and like, hit. If there were a way to indent the thumb on the actual <laughs> Joy-Con, like he would have left an impression by now. But when I was over at his, whenever when I was over at your place, your your son was like he knew the the drift so bad that he was trying to <laughs> purposely offset it by like oh he knows it's gonna go up so he would start hitting down more and it's like that's that you know that's a problem when you have to offset your own play you've gotten used yeah, to it. Yeah, someday he'll find a decent controller and not understand he doesn't need to, like, course correct for that extra drift. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, he's learned some bad habits. Next, Friday the 13th has uh, dedicated servers are going offline. It's going to be peer-to-peer -peer only. That's just interesting to me because of how Dead by Daylight has really kind of continued to take off and progressed and... I've seen a lot of people still like our friend Brock has been playing that game pretty consistently nonstop, you know, with that, you know, obviously with that audience. Uh, Abby, have you ever played any of the, the Dead by Daylight? I have. And I found it so difficult to get into. I mean, I played started playing it, you know, I think like around this time last year. Hmm. And there was just so much. It's just one of those games that's like, this game has been out so long, there's so much content that it makes it really difficult to figure out the mechanics and figure out the characters, especially mm. when it's a PvP game and it's like everybody else is very familiar with it. It's just, I found it really, really obtuse um, and not just not fun or worth my time to learn all the systems. Um, so I didn't really play it for too long. But I know, I also know a ton of people who love it and who really, that's like what they play, especially now, you know, during quarantine. Um, but I, I could not get into it. I found it, it was just, it, it was just too complicated. Yeah, I, it's again, one of those games that once you, if you sit there and go through all of the systems, eventually it makes sense. Yeah, and like, it's fair enough. Like the base game, I kind of like vaguely got, but it's all the sort of subsystems of like, just the strategies people use when playing against other people that like the game can't really tutorialize for you. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like you need a dedicated group of friends to sort of show yeah. you along the experience, and then you have to have the the interest to go along with it too. Yeah, for sure. And I think if I did have friends who were playing it, I would be more into the idea of like really sitting down and learning it because it would be like, well, I'm playing with people, but I was just like playing with randos online, so I was like, all right, well, I gave this a go. Um, right. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Next piece of news, Dragon Quest XI-S coming with a 10-hour demo. God damn, that's a that's a long demo. That's a lot of gameplay. Well, I mean, I guess Dragon Quest XI, I'm, I'm told, is one of those 110-hour JRPGs. It scratches the surface. You don't even know. Yeah, I, Getty, when are you when when are you gonna be playing that one? I'll play it. Don't worry. Let me. <laughs> I'm guessing the, I'm guessing the idea here is that you play the 10 hour demo and then you buy it digitally and it carries over the the save. Probably. Yeah, I gotta assume. I would. I would hope. I would assume. I would assume. You know, I I I definitely like that's one of those games that I heard about that that you get credits at 80 hours and they're still like. The story continues for another like forty or fifty, and those games are always daunting to me. Alex, think of how many two-hour indie games you could play. Yeah. Instead of a Dragon Quest Eleven, you could I, actually catch up to Daddy on your. You could make progress. Your, uh, you know, pissing contest about how many games you can beat this year. Damn it! I, I, hmm. There's like three on the docket of like hour-long indies that are on my list that I'm gonna be playing. Well, just do it because I'm stuck with performance evaluations for the next week, so I can catch up to you. Yeah, sure. Do whatever you want, man. It's a free country for now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next piece of news: Among Us getting account systems and bigger map account system because people are cheating at Among Us, which seems ridiculous. So I don't, who here has played Among Us? I have not. I have played it. Okay. Alex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, thumbs up or down? Like, I, I don't know enough about Oh, I liked story. it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. It's good. You know, it's a fun group game. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of people play it to stream it, um, which has been... People love watching it. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, pretty simplistic, but not necessarily in a bad way. It's, it's really easy to get into. Great with a big group of friends. Um, I really like it. I don't know why anyone would care enough to cheat it also doesn't really have any kind of like if you win it's just sort of like for you there's no progression <laughs> you know what i mean it's there's, yeah there's yeah. no progression you don't earn anything by winning it's just you won and it's fun with your friends i always find it, it's when I, like my partner is is not really a you know a gamer but she does play video games with me and i always throw games at her and say hey what do you think about this what do you think about that and among us i she picked up within a round she was like oh okay yeah, yeah. this is easy i got like it. My niece and my nephew play it on their phones. Um, like, it's very, very accessible um, in a good way. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're adding an account like system so they can ban game, people. I think. The, mm, this sounds like something we should do a group for as the months get colder and we have to be uh, solitary nomads in the Midwest. But, That's what yeah. we're doing right no, now. I, I actually have um I have a friend group that do a weekly Zoom meeting and I don't always join. And they're not gamers, but I, I've, I've introduced them to them like, hey, you should play Jackbox. You should do this. And oh, so I've Jackbox. seen their kind of – I've seen their Zoom meetings turn into Zoom meeting, Jackbox, Zoom meeting, Jackbox. And then at one point I was at, I texted him and go, hey, man, try Among Us. And the next one was like – the next three weeks were like Zoom meeting Among Us. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> this picked up. And he, I texted him and he goes, yeah, dude, we love this game. I'm like, okay. It, yeah. it picked up. It's a good party game. All right, and then last piece of news, Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz uh, hosting Tetris 99 games on Twitter. I don't know what 7394 is. That's me. <laughs> anyway, I wrote, I wrote these notes horribly. But uh, Ben Schwartz hosting t- uh, Tetris 99, he was very stressed with the election. And you know what? 
I would like to p- play Tetris 99 with Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, you know, if you do that, you gotta go fast. <laughs> Abby, do you, do you, are you a fan of Ben Schwartz? Um, as a comedian, sure. I didn't see Sonic, but it was all okay. of his comedy stuff I've seen. Yeah, from what I've heard of Sonic, it seemed like very much a kid's movie. Like, perfectly passable, fine movie for families and kids. Um, yeah, but, but I think Ben Schwartz is funny. He seems like a cool dude. I don't really follow his work, but the stuff I have seen of his, I think it's very charming. I think at this Part- point, you could probably find him and play video games with him. Possibly <laughs> Fortnite. Potentially. Part- he does seem somewhat into, you know, he seems into games and semi-accessible. So There you go. And with that, uh, we got to go fast into our next break. We'll be right back. with the backlog blog where we play doctor cowboys and indians i wrote that one so i apologize yeah that was worse than my <laughs> writing and that says you something. didn't write anything what do you mean i didn't write anything you didn't i wrote that one what was that book where it was like something with a cupboard and like they had a little cowboy in the cupboard indian in the cupboard is that what's called indian in the cupboard indian. okay you had like okay. the whole that's, title that's what made of. <laughs> <laughs> i like that uh i like that book I think there was sequels, but I did not watch them. Read them? Or, re- or read them. No, they made a they movie made... of Indy in the Cupboard. That was also yeah, a quality a, film. Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, yeah they, they made good. us watch that in uh, high school. Yeah, it's not bad. High not school? Bad. It's, it's, I think it's for pretty young kids. High school. Don't judge. I'm not. I'm just surprised <laughs> that that was their choice. <laughs> it, it could just be my scrambled memory. I'm, it's, it's I think it was middle point. school. I think it was like seventh yeah. grade, maybe. It, it could be. <laughs> mm. Abby, you brought us two games to discuss, and uh, I I know a lot I know a lot of one, not as much as another. You uh, first off, Red Dead Redemption. You've been playing the original again? Um, yes. Actually, when I sent the email, I said Red Dead Revolver, but I've also played oh. a lot of Red Dead wait, Redemption, and wait, I'm happy to talk Red Dead about Red I played through Red Dead Revolver a couple months ago. What um, are your thoughts on going back that far? I, was, I wasn't sure what to expect because I love Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2, also one of my favorite games I've ever played. Um, Red Dead mm-hmm. Revolver, it's much more arcadey, and there's obviously stuff that doesn't age well. I mean, I think like most things about cowboys in the West, um, they, they don't age well a lot of the times, and Red Dead Revolver is no exception to that. Um, but as far as like the gameplay, it was still pretty fun. The checkpointing is brutal, and kind of a nightmare, but how it works is you sort of load into like each level and it's kind of just a big shooting gallery basically. Um, but it's really campy. It's really kitschy. It's going for like a spaghetti Western kind of feel to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, I had a fun time playing it. I, I enjoyed it. I beat it. It was sort of brutal towards the end, some of the checkpointing and how kind of like how the health worked and how the enemy AI worked, but all in all, a lot of fun. Pretty it's, goofy, but fun. It, it's new. It's not one solid story, right? It's little vignettes. 
if I remember. It's been um, a while. They are kind of vignettes, but they do all sort of tie together at the end. So sometimes, so like in the beginning, it's more vignette but then they all sort of like, all the characters meet up and they come together. Um, but yeah, it is like, it's, you load into like one level and you're basically following this guy, Red. Um, yes. And he is a cowboy, I think like a native cowboy. Um, and he, his like, I think, I want to say he's like, family was killed by these like outlaws it's like a classic story and he's sort of like going on like a revenge trip and he like meets other people along the way and they kind of join his like crew um and those you play as the other people as well which is pretty fun you play as this like sort of british businessman and then you play as this other woman this farmer um and then they all sort of meet up at the end and help red on his you know his his little revenge story okay so it does kind of coalesce in the end with red yeah. If, yes. If only like you met a character, all you needed to do was just have one, have John Marston or whoever just <laughs> say like, "Oh, did you meet Red? Yeah, Red's okay." And then we move on. Like, it's really tied yeah. together. I don't know if they have if they talk about Red in any of the other games, but I kind of I like it not connecting. Like I remember with Red Dead Redemption Two, I was a little bit disappointed. At, well, in the initial thing of like how much John Marston was in it, just because I don't like retconning and I don't like. I like mm. I loved Red Dead Redemption and I didn't care to have anything change my perception of it or change the story of it. By the end of Red Dead Redemption 2, I loved it and I didn't care, but um that's generally how I feel about those sort of self-contained stories anyway. Okay, so you pref- you preferred just a spaghetti western kind of condensed. Yeah, situations. I'm fine with just like, hey, this is the story, we're done with it. Maybe Enough. like a wink and a nod in the next one, but for the most part, I'm like, sure, let's have a contained story. I don't need it to be like a huge saga. I kind of like, though, the I also like the idea of it being Red Dead Revolver, Red Dead Redemption. I was always hoping for Red Dead something else just to be completely mm. separate. And and I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. And now yeah. it's just the Red Dead Redemption train from here on out. They couldn't think of any more R words, well, I guess. I mean, Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Red Dead I don't Rockstar. know if there's a whole lot more <laughs> positive R words that we can use. Red there. Dead Ratatouille. <laughs> Ooh, okay. You know what? I'm back on board. Let's do some cowboy cooking. <laughs> Delicious. I'm just I'm just seeing Remy in a. What, what would Remy ride? Would it be like? Um, uh, just another rat. <laughs> <laughs> just just his brother. <laughs> yeah. No, there was um, Cutthroat Kitchen where they had to cook over a cowboy like just a pit of uh, hot coals, and you know what? See, I'm I could see that being a game, and I'm in. Yeah, I'd I'd play it. Okay. Next, you uh, brought to us Sims Four. Sims Four. I know that that's kind of been uh, uh, a game that you've been consistent with throughout at least the career that I've seen you with. Now, I kind of wanted to ask Sims as a as a genre. You're you're creating characters, and then you're just kind of living the lifestyle or is it more of a you're trying to get like uh from point a to point b is there is there a goal i mean i think it depends on you as a player um so uh, i know people who just play just to build things i know people who play just to make characters and like live out a story there's also like a huge sub community online of people who come up with their own challenges for the game of like legacy challenges and like they make these huge families and try to create like a ton of generations with them. Um, mm-hmm. The game also does have incentives to like get to the top of this career path or, you know, do a good job in college or whatever it is that the game is doing. Or even just like they have all these expansion packs that are like, you know, become like a, you know, global celebrity 
Um, but it, it's, it really is up to you, and I think depends on how you want to play it. Okay, now, what, how, do you, how do you play? Do you, do you just change it up every once in a while, or just kind of sit down and um, pick your, your, your I think character? it depends. I think, typically speaking, I usually just make a couple of characters I like. I, I like sort of all aspects of it, so I'm not somebody who's like, I only play this one way. So it's usually like, I really like making characters, mm-hmm. I really like building their house and making their house look nice, and then I like kind of making them have a nice career path and have a family and i like going down the generations usually after so many i sometimes get a little bored but for i had a legacy family that i was really going down with the generations and i was trying to make sure each one was just going down a different career path because Mm -hmm. the sims has gotten pretty good about having the careers um feel very different from each other and you can actually do a little bit more because in some of the older past sims games you just have them go off to work and then when they would come home you would just build certain skills depending on the career path but now it's like you go to a career path and i might follow them to work as a scientist and then have these sort of mini games not really mini games but like they have a you follow their day as a scientist and you do those sciencey traits um versus their day as an actor and you do like the things they need to do as an actor and not all the career paths are like that but i just sort of wanted to go down each one and kind of follow the different aspirations and careers um for each person just because sometimes it's easy to sort of get on track with like i just play with this one expansion pack but it's nice to be like let me you know check out this other part of the game i really haven't played so when we say generations and forgive me because i i know very little mm-hmm. about sims sure does that mean like your sims have children and then you like follow their life yeah, exactly. and pair them up okay mm-hmm. okay so yeah right. so the sims age up you know and they they can have kids and they look you know, you can adopt a kid or you can have them, like, look like the parents genetically if they have kids mm. together. Um, they have, like, really good gender customization options, which are cool, too. Um, but, yeah, you have kids and then you can follow the kids through their lives or you can just follow the parents or do whatever you want to do. And, like, the rest of the world were a- will age around your chosen character. So, like, as you age, other characters in the world are going to age. So, like, let's say you have a child, you start following that child, the parents will eventually die. And like any of the older Sims that are in their world will eventually die and they'll grow up with you. And, and that sort of creates huh. some of the fun of it too. Wow, that's wild. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I guess I didn't know just like how robust this game was. There's but, a lot to it, yeah. 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 Huh. I have, a, I have a, a couple of friends that that's their only game is like this is all i need is just the sims and i'm gonna hang out and play all the dlc and just kind of do different things with my characters and have them live their lives and it there's a lot to it where it kind of the one comparison i had was like minecraft where you make your own goal and then you play in that space Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, it's not Minecraft does have some more end game stuff where you can like fight the dragon, and there's you know it's a different type of gameplay, but it does have a similar sort of open ended do what you want to do with it, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think you know The Sims has done a good job of like updating it over time, and some of these are paid updates, some of them are free updates, but it does feel like they are putting out new content. You know, considering this game came out five or six years ago, it it Mm -hmm. feels like they keep it pretty fresh. And there is definitely enough gameplay to be had to maintain it for that long. I like, you know, I don't play it all year round, but I'll go through spurts, you know, where I'm like, I just am just playing The Sims for like a few months at a time or whatever. Um, but it's just a nice game that I can play and sort of shut off my brain and kind of enjoy it um, instead of sort of feeling like I have to, I don't know, talk about it for work or whatever. It's just a nice sort of like, ah, this is like my comfort game. So let's say one of us wanted to start playing Sims 4. Great. Is it the kind of <laughs> is it the kind of game that you would just suggest that you start in with 
the base game, see how you feel with that, and then expand on it? Or are there certain expansions where it's like, okay, this changes the game meaningfully mm. that you would you would want to have this in at the I start? I think I would always just start with the base game if you're just getting into it. I also think they have sales for the expansions pretty regularly, but I think just starting with the base game is totally fine and valid. Um, I also will say for me, I've had some of the expansions for so long that like I kind they all bleed together and I sort of forget which does which because they aren't. Sure. It's not like you go into the game and you're like, well, I'm going to play this expansion now. It's they're all pretty well integrated, um, okay. and I think you should do what you like. So like if you you know think one sounds cool, go for it, um, or like the aesthetics of one is cool. I think that. Um, I want to say it's like get together has some of the like more urban stuff where you have like an apartment and um, I think the apartment stuff is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of all the expansion packs off the top of my head to recommend, but I do think it's totally valid to just start with the base game. They also have a lot of free custom content and modding. If that's something you're into, I don't really do that, but I know a lot of people do and they swear by it. Um, so that's also another great option. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Pets is another fun one. If you like pets. I do. Uh, we do. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> like, we're big pet people yeah. here. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is uh, The Sims 4. I'm going to use that to transition into our guest spot. Guest spot where we have our guests and we just discuss what's going on with them, what they do, what, what do they bring to content creation. Uh, and in this case, Abby is a well-known youtuber (laughs) right that's the term that we've heard but just Mm -hmm. in general obviously a podcaster and you've been around in this industry for a while and um when are we getting more abby dearest um i don't have like a good answer for that probably realistically never (laughs) um i meant to wrap it after six episodes i never made the sixth episode i started writing it and then just never finished it it was like it happened around the holidays and then COVID happened and just never got back into it but i like doing it but i'm excited for the next project and i'm excited to make something new so you did have a you had an kind of like a pretty much set arc written that you were like well this is this is how far that's gonna go yes kind of move on yeah, so for some context, Abby Dearest oh. is my web series um, where I it was written as like people would write in advice and I would give them advice, but it's all sort of comedy based and sort of in the tone of like a Pee Wee's Playhouse or like a Mr. Rogers, but a comedy for adults. Um, but I was, and each episode had a theme. So I was going to do for the last episode, the theme would be parties and then someone would get murdered in the middle of it and then it would become like a murder mystery for the final oh. episode. Uh, that was the plan. <laughs> yeah. I sent, uh, uh, Getty hadn't seen them, but I sent them to him and he mm. just goes, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. It's like, this is he like different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I liked the, what I, the, I think what I liked about it was that there is a lot of hidden jokes that if mm. you pay, like if you, if you freeze, for instance, like I think the, the one of the first episodes, if you freeze frame your calendar, Yes. There was a lot cal- of, like, yes. there was a lot of good I, jokes on that one. I made a lot of jokes. I would joke that, like, some jokes, I would, like, make jokes about how much each joke cost, too. Because, like, the calendar was, like, $9. It was on screen for, like, maybe 10 seconds. And there was, like, a lot of those, especially in that first episode, <laughs> where I was, like, this is, like, a $20 joke. Like, there was one point <laughs> where we introduced, like, a like a detective. 
And you, every time we cut to her, she like the first time she's like smoking a cigarette, and then at, next time it's like a cigar, and then a pipe, and then a vape. Yeah. And that was like a fifty dollar <laughs> joke because it's like each thing costs. A lot. I don't smoke. It's like a, they all cost money, <laughs> but it was just I don't know. That that was sort of the fun of it. But that I would joke around a lot of like, yeah, that's you know, it's my fifty dollar joke. <laughs> Hope it was the, worth it. <laughs> she had like a toy gun every like she was in bed and she yes. pulled out a toy gun. I was like, what the hell? yes. <laughs> yeah, I still have what that I toy like gun. What I liked about that smoking joke, though, is that, like, it reminds me of those movies where when they edit it, like, they're in different poses mm-hmm. or in different <laughs> situations, and, and it's accidental. But, I, I like, yeah, it's, it's a good joke in how purposeful it is. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was fun to do. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, thank you for watching it. It's definitely not for everybody. But, um, yeah, I probably will never put out that final episode. And I think that's okay. I think it's maybe fitting in with the tone of the show anyway yeah it's forever a mystery that was a and i i, I did just want to compliment you on that one again that mike my, my partner doesn't play video games doesn't watch <laughs> a lot of content and then i showed her that and she watched all of them she goes yeah that's oh really amazing that's oh that's great like, that stuff's Thank good you. <laughs> that's so great I they were very fun like, to do yeah yeah that's so why i was like oh we're gonna have abby, abby dearest on she's like oh that's cool now you're actually interesting <laughs> i don't care about your podcast otherwise. <laughs> all right um, she sounds fun uh, so you have a you have a comedy background. Uh, how do you do, you do like stand up? I know you do improv, but do you mm-hmm. do any stand up or anything like that? Um, I've done stand up before. It was actually my New Year's resolution. I'm not big on New Year's resolutions, but I did mm-hmm. actually have one this year, which was to do more stand up and go to more open mics. And then a global pandemic <laughs> happened, and it's kind of saved me from my New Year's resolution. But <laughs> I um I've done stand up before. I like it fine. I do mostly improv, um, and like sketch comedy and like you know abby dearest type of writing but um yeah. i yeah i want to get into stand-up more because i think it's a good skill to have and i think it you know it would be a fun challenge to get more into it uh one of the things was that uh you kind of mentioned that your your twitter is used as a lot of uh hmm. as like a lot of your stand-up um let's talk about your twitter real quick <laughs> you've been quoted in saying cottage cheese fucking slaps why would you tweet something so controversial yet so brave <laughs> I mean, I do like cottage cheese. I stand behind the tweet. But yeah, I feel like Twitter is a good resource for joke writing. Like, you know, I think that social media is very flawed in a lot of ways. I think Twitter is definitely my favorite form of social media. I think it is. I like Twitter because I feel like something like Instagram and Facebook, even it, it's easy to have like a perfect life a veneer of a perfect life. And I feel like Twitter feels a little more real in a way I like. Um, but also it has like 100% fully made me a much better joke writer. Like having a character limit makes you, forces you to be concise. Um, and it's just like such an easy, you know, I mean, I'm obviously very fortunate that I have a bit of a following, but it's such an easy way to get immediate feedback on like, is this joke good? Cause I can tell when a tweet is going to do well almost right away. And granted, there's also a way of writing a joke that is like very much this joke is to be, it, it only works on Twitter or it only works if you read it versus if you like heard it in the standup set. Um, but even still, I think it is just such a great resource for comedians. I'm always shocked when I have comedian friends, if I hear they aren't on Twitter, because I think it is like truly invaluable. I've got a follow-up question to this question. Okay. What would cottage cheese sound <laughs> like if you slapped it? Uh, probably really squishy. I imagine <laughs> quite a wet noise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, I didn't get into, uh, yeah, it's gross. Um, I didn't get into uh, Twitter until more recently when we started this podcast, and then I kind of mm-hmm. started finding. Uh, I 
I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram, yeah. but to the point that I'm very like, I post twice a year, max. Sure, that so, seems healthy. Yeah, and and but when it came down to Twitter, I found that it is more conversational. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just you there, again, you get that feedback, but also just the fact that you can talk to somebody via you know, just send them a tweet, send out a, or someone says something and you can respond back in the like again. You posted about oh I. I'm looking at greyhounds at dogs, and I would yeah. I, I would like to talk about dogs. And I was like, well, let's okay. I'll post my dog, et cetera, et cetera. It just becomes an easy conversation to have. When you go on Facebook, it's again all these people doing what seems like, oh, this might be their life, or it might be something mm-hmm. that they fabricated. But with Twitter, it's just a conversation. I'd rather just have a conversation with somebody than like, yeah, show for sure. you my life. And I feel like I've like definitely met people through Twitter, which is like such a cool thing nowadays. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a big Twitter fan. I think it's kind of a nightmare in a lot of ways, but I still really love Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other part is that a lot of Facebook, you you know, it's all your family members and, and stuff like that. So I already feel like it's kind of a nightmare just because like, I don't need Uncle Uncle Kevin. I don't need your what your political opinion is. And with mm. Twitter, I kept it to I don't know. any I don't know anybody of you really personally. So I can yeah. sit here and have a conversation with you. That's not like I can't just be polite. Yeah, for sure. I like the idea of Twitter, but I've been banned from using the super GG Twitter handle, so. <laughs> That's because you talk Which, about hentai games, Getty. Nah, that, that did not happen. <laughs> I offered it for free to our listeners, okay? There's a difference there. <laughs> Doing a public well, uh, service. Yeah, it's a public service. It is. Uh, Abby, you've taken part in the Giant Bomb Game of the Year grueling schedule. Uh, how bad has it really gotten regarding hours in the studio? Also, does that room smell? That's a thought. Um, I it, it honestly doesn't smell. Everybody's pretty clean, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. It is long hours in the studio. They are long days of just <clears throat> talking, 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 which is always weird. I mean, you have those days outside of Game of the Year, too, where it's just like, wow, I was just recording from like 10 in the morning to like midnight. Um, and it's exhausting. It's like it's hard to talk on camera and it's hard to be entertaining for that long. Like, I've definitely had days where I was recording that long, and by the end of it, people were like, are you drunk? And I'm like, no, I've just been <laughs> talking all day. <laughs> um, but I would say the hardest part of game of the year is less the long hours in the studio and more just, like, living out of a hotel for two weeks. Um, like, I think that takes more of a toll, especially, like, around the holidays when it's, like, you know, there would be times where I would go to my folks' place for Thanksgiving, and then right, uh, like, right after, I would immediately fly to California to go to, for game of the year for two weeks, and then I would be back in you know, back home for a couple weeks. And then I would immediately go back to my folks for Christmas um, for another week. And it was just like, I just, it would just be like two months where I was barely home. And that I think is harder than the actual game of the year talk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes now, sense. Now, uh, be, oh no, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah but don't give sense. Alex any ideas. Cause it's already grueling enough. The stuff that he has us do for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write like a I, dissertation every time I play a video game. I'm still. I want the review of friend, Friends Forever. Best Friends Forever. It's it's coming. Don't worry about it. Getty, it, it uh, Abby, it's a it's a game where like Dream Daddy, but you date people based on their dogs. Oh, that's fun. Sounds cute. I if only yeah. I could read a review of it, so I should know if it's worth my time to play. <laughs> I'm sure there's some good quality <laughs> writing out there. We, instead of my, we know just the guy to talk yeah. to. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I'm illiterate based on the the writing in this podcast, but 
<laughs> get it, get it done. Um, okay. Now, uh, back to being a YouTuber, how does it feel to have a Drew Scanlon moment of fame in the zeitgeist? And go? And are you planning on playing any Fortnite tournaments? I assume you're referring to a video I did where I played Fortnite with St. Vincent. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I feel like Drew, the blinking white guy, has like much more clout in that sense. That is still <laughs> very much a meme by a lot of people who have no idea who Drew is. Um, you know, I feel like I was mostly riding St. Vincent's coattails for a lot of the press I got for that video with her. Um, but it was fun. You know, she was very kind. She was very generous with her time to do that with me. Um, and, you know, I guess for a little bit of context for people who are listening, it, you know, she, I started a video series because she mentioned on Instagram Live that she played Fortnite. And then she also mentioned that she liked Claire from Bon Appetit, who was on YouTube. So I was like, great, I'll play Fortnite on YouTube with other guests until she plays with me, which was mostly just a ruse to like play Fortnite with my friends for work. But yeah. also eventually she did agree to play with me, which was wonderful. And she was great. Um, but yeah, she was she was very cool. And it was a neat experience. And I hope she had fun. Yes. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like the McElroys when they just said, we're going to be mm. in Trolls 2. And then just like really, it took like two <laughs> seconds. And, like, How many episodes did you get into Abby Plays Fortnite? Um, she was on the 10th episode. Is okay, when yeah, see, I think I the McElroys made it four episodes of mm. we're going to be in Trolls 2 before they like got the go ahead to be in Trolls 2. <laughs> Well, so, I so guess they won. I mean, I think they also probably got paid for their time on Trolls, too. <laughs> I don't know well, if they That's did. the lesson here. You need to will things into existence. <laughs> just, just sheer yes. will. Yes. Okay. See, that's a, good, uh, that's a good life lesson. Will everything into existence. Yeah. Tenacity is key. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and be, like, that's kind a, and cool for when it does happen. It's, like, worth the right. other person's time. <laughs> Uh, now, you like to travel quite a bit. Do you have any travel destinations once normalcy returns? Um, not really. I mean, it's so hard to plan for something like that right now. So, no. I feel like the things I long for once normalcy returns is less traveling and more like seeing my friends regularly again. Okay. Uh, that is much more appealing to me than like going on a big trip, which still seems fun. Looking forward to that, too. But... Yeah, I think for me, I, um, I'm just excited to, like, be able to go out again and to, you know, socialize kind of face-to-face -face with people and, like, you know, go to a bar. It seems fun. Okay. Which is funnier for me. I'm just like, oh, man, I can't wait to say no to plans. <laughs> That's all you're going to be saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, for my, uh, my partner and I do travel quite a bit, so I think the next... I think we're debating between Africa and Morocco, but that's mm. years in advance at this point. Cool. I would love to go to yeah. either place. Where in Africa? I, the, I you know, uh, I think probably, possibly, well, I mean, wherever it's safe, obviously, because mm. Africa's a little bit, you know, can be dicey. Um, one idea would be to be in a, in a region that could get us to Egypt, because Egypt is right there. So then we can yeah, just kind of knock out a couple things. What you're finding out right now is that he didn't have any plans. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, curious. Well, again, <laughs> like she said, it's hard to make plans right now. But the, It is hard to make plans. Yeah. I also feel like I hear a lot of people like talk about Africa, but it's like Africa is like a huge continent. So I'm always like, oh, interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you have specific places in mind? Because often people do, but also fine if you don't. Well, we have a friend that uh, all of us have a friend, a mutual friend that actively just travels 
mm. before COVID, obviously, was yeah. uh, was on just world trips. I think three or four times a year. So a lot of times I just ask him, I'm like, hey, what do you what do you think about Africa? And he's like, oh, go to this place and this place. Okay, perfect. yeah, there you that go. sounds great. Nailed it. You know, having a, a guide, it, you know, having someone say like, oh, yeah, what about Iceland? No, don't go to Iceland. How about this? Okay. okay. <laughs> I like Iceland. I mean, it's expensive and a bit touristy, but Iceland's cool. I would say don't go to the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. Go to the pools. That's what the locals do. They're much cheaper. The Blue Lagoon is a tourist trap. But the local pools are very See? cool and I think offer a much better experience. So that's good info. Yeah, write it down. Writing it down. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for uh, hanging out and talking with us. You, okay, I do have, I have a question. Okay. Where did you get your Twitter name? Um, I wanted a name I could have across all of my social media platforms, and it was available everywhere. My Twitter name, for people who are wondering, is Y-B-B-A-A-A-B-B-Y. So I originally wanted my name backwards and then forwards. I wanted like simplicity. So I just wanted my name, but I couldn't do that. So I was like, okay, what about my name backwards and forwards? It was taken on some of them. So I was like, well, I'll just add an extra A. It's easy. One A, two Bs, or no, one Y, two Bs, three As, two Bs, one Y. <laughs> Simple, right? I, I did it before I realized I would have to say it aloud on like every podcast I ever did <laughs> for the rest of eternity. And now I'm just sort of stuck with it. So well, um, how do you say it? I don't think it's a thing you can yep. say. I think it's a thing you can, it's on paper, you know? Gotcha. Sort of like okay. Grimes you know Child. Okay. <laughs> Grimes <laughs> Child. You know, I actually didn't realize that it was your name fat backwards and forward. I think a lot of people don't, but um, yes, it is. I thought it, I thought I was, I thought I was going for simplicity, but um, it turns out I was incredibly wrong. Oh, well, I mean, but I, I like it now. I like it now more. Thank so because, Because <laughs> before I didn't know how many A's or how many Y's mm-hmm. there were. And now <laughs> it's just like, oh, I get it now. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. My kids are going to have such a nightmare figuring out their usernames when they're old enough. <laughs> it's hard. They're all taken. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they'll grandfather some out as we start dying off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's What's also hard is I have a pretty common name, Abby Russell. So it's yeah. not an easy thing to, like, ideally, like, that would just be my username for everything, but the ship has sailed on that one, unfortunately. Have you tried to meet other Abby Russells? I have not. Um, no. One time, um, a bunch of teens, well, one teen found all the Abby Russells on Instagram and then made like a big group <laughs> chat with all of us. And for like about three days, we would just send each other like different gifts, but mm-hmm. they stopped responding after a while, which is fair. And also, they were all born in like, 1998 so i was like i gotta leave this group (laughs) (laughs) there was a trend that went on for a while where people were texting their cell phone neighbor their number neighbor and then just like uh, just trying to start a conversation with them Mm. i wonder uh (laughs) wonder if we just started that back up that died fast caused some interesting yeah i know probably just people got confrontational like (laughs) would you want to accept the test match from a random person i also feel like you send a text and then they respond and then where does that conversation go? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course you get the one guy who's just kind of a dick. <laughs> well, uh, Abby, again, thank you so much for joining us today and, you know, hanging out with us and playing some games and talking them over. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
lot of our guests, not all of our guests, I know, but, uh, 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 you know, a lot of our guests, we have a game called Indie or Out D. Indie or Out D is where we, uh, I give you a name and you tell me, is it an indie game or something else? Okay. In this case, specifically with you, I understand that you like both uh, just kind of indie bands. Also, specifically, Witch Hop. Witch House? Witch, Witch House. I'm sorry. Witch House. <laughs> Witch Hop, I think, is actually another thing. Uh, Witch House. Okay. Which, sure, uh, yeah. You don't hear I a lot of. I a lot of Witch House in high school. I haven't, I'm not as up to date on the hot new bands. But if you tell me the ones around like 2010, I, I might get them. Uh, it's... If you talk to these other two guys in, uh, you know, on this podcast, they don't know what Witch House is. Nope. Okay, so great. When you said Witch Hop, I thought it was some sort of subgenre of music. Witch Hop <laughs> is a subgenre of music. So is Witch House. But uh, I have a friend that kind of keeps me up to date with the mm. super minuscule uh, subgenres. <laughs> anyway, in, in this case, uh, I've picked a couple Witch House bands, also just other indie bands or indie games. Okay. So. I'm gonna name something, and then so you am all I guessing if it's a band or a game? Me. Yeah. Yes. Okay, band or a game. Got it. And and we're all gonna be playing to see, and I'm keeping score. Okay. All right, Jewel. First, your time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Joel, my, Joel loses every time. <laughs> Cyberhook. Game. I think that's a game. We got two games. Yeah. Game. Okay, all games. It is a game. Bam. Cyber, it makes it too easy. Okay, got it. <laughs> no snake. Oh, that's I think a witch band. house band. I'm gonna guess. I'm going with game here. She says. And Joel, I, I said band. It is a band. Oh. That one is not a witch house band. That's a <laughs> kind of a hippie, crunchy kind of band. I checked these out earlier. Why well, say witch cold. house if you're doing <laughs> non witch house? Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Well. Also, yeah, a lot of, of witch house bands, um, they sort of similar to my Twitter username, they purposely make their names unpronounceable. Um, oh, yeah. It's just a fun thing about witch house bands. Anyway, carry on. Raw men. Raw men. I'm going to say that's Thank you for specifying that. A <laughs> game. Abby says game. Hmm. Band. Okay, this is band. I'm, I'm going to do a band, too. Uh, that is a game. Uh, three for three. That is a game. Raw man. Okay. Mayhem in Single Valley. Band. I'm going to say that's a game. I'm going to go game as well. It is a game. It's too uh, weird. <laughs> that that kind of sounded like a band name. There were band names like that back when uh, <laughs> when you were in in early two yeah. thousands. <laughs> when I was in high school, in, in my in my range of indie da- indie uh, bands, yeah, yeah. S slash S slash S. Gonna say that's a witch house band. band. It's gotta be a band. Joel, uh, what did you say? Yeah, I said band. Yeah. It is a band. Okay. White Ring. That is a witch house band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Damn it. Go with band. You, sh- you should- shouldn't have been so confident. Band. <laughs> I picked these. I made the witch house ones too easy. Okay. Uh, Undungeon. 
Undone Gin. I'm going to say that's a game. It is a game. Okay. Gripped. I'm going to say that's a game. Yeah. I got to go for points here. I'm going to go banned. (laughs) It is a band. Gripped. Mm. Spelled like crypt. Interesting. Uh, Of course it is. See, if I would have said crypt, spelled like crypt, it automatically would have been too easy. Now, I got to tell you, Getty and Abby tied. Joel, you are one or two points behind. You're keeping up. That's that's pretty good. It's, I'm I'm nothing if consistent. <laughs> okay, two more. Stage presence. Mm, I'm gonna say it's a game. I really wanna. <laughs> How's it spelled? <laughs> stage yeah. stage is a stage. Presence, presence as in presence. like gifts. P- yes. No, no, no. As, as in in person. Ah, oh, banned. Okay. It is a game. Does that mean I'm taking the lead? You are. You have taken, the lead. taken the lead. Last one. Cross party. Game. Uh, how is it spelled? Cross. <laughs> C-R-O-S-S. And then party. Normal party. I'm going to say game. If it was just called cross, I'd be like, okay. But the party makes me think game band and getty i said game okay it is a band that one is a mm. witch house band cross party i know that there was like so, crosses as a witch house band but cross party so did did daddy and i tie for last place this time you did Ooh. wow <laughs> there you go now uh i just want to kind of uh. give out some notable ones that i kind of thought that sounded cool swag and sorcery that's a cool sounding game uh, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, uh, Super Crunchy Hippie Band, uh, and I thought Lovely Planet and Mountain Castles were a little too generic for titles. Those were both uh, a band and a game. Cool. So that was uh, Indie or Outie. Abby won. Abby won. I think you were the first guest that has won. I got to double yes. check the, the tapes. Feels good. Good, good double work. Double check good the work. tapes. Uh, are you gonna listen to all 80 whatever episodes no there has been i think we've played indie or outie 10 times probably more than that i don't remember this is some high states ranking here i know i gotta do a master ranking list of all of our winners do a master class see who can win uh abby yes uh i did want to say sorry we missed you on jeopardy we got to get you maybe on. oh that's okay yeah another time maybe yeah but for now let's move on to one last thing one last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday, and in this instance, into extra life. Uh, for me, uh, I just want to say that uh, extra life, I am going to be uh, eating my hat and playing uh, Frog Fractions. Frog Fractions 1 for extra life. Also, bonus, me and Getty might do uh, Just Dance. He's not aware of it. Surprise, Getty. Joel, you're up. <laughs> uh, uh, that's right. hard to follow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so I finally got the uh, Minecraft bug. I finally figured it out after many years of trying and not understanding. I understand it now. But now I can't find coal for the life of me. So like, I've, I've got my place set up. I've got a bed. I've got like the storage and stuff. 
and I I can't do any uh, exploring in the caves at all because I I can't find any coal. Where where is the coal, guys? Where's the, the coal? caves? I, isn't it isn't it like uh. the black the rock that has black on it? Yeah. A lot of times I, it'll be I, at the entrance of caves. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Helpful. Doorways. Oh. Okay. I think you I, might also. I might be totally wrong here, but I want to say if you have a furnace, which takes stones, um, mm-hmm. I think you can burn wood and then it'll make coal. I could be wrong. Yes. Oh, you you might have just saved my game. Mm-hmm. Where, where I'm at right now, the cave I have has nothing but granite. And yeah. then it's just forest on one side and just tundra on the other side. And I I was completely lost. And every time I go out, veer out beyond those areas, I... I die spectacularly so <laughs> thank See, I just you dig deep yes good luck getty um mine's more of a question alex are we still playing for naming rights to your firstborn well since that's coming in christmas the answer is no come on <laughs> come on not playing for first for firstborn naming rights i, I thought that was yeah. the prize for uh the tournament of power this year movie the Borderlands. Oh, no, it's yeah. not betting on whether Borderlands will be made into a movie. Yeah, if it if it happens, then Joel. These stakes get weirder daughter. and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, do you have a one last thing? Uh, no. I mean, you know, thank you for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Um, people can find me if you just search Abby Russell into Twitter. That'll work. But on all social media, I am at y b b a a a b b y, including on Twitch. Please follow me on Twitch. I stream few times a week uh, and you can also see some of my work at giantbomb.com fantastic very cool thanks for joining us yeah yeah and uh, again uh, I, I can't wait to see what you do i know that you're going to be uh changing to something a little bit different if you're not sure yeah. yet but i, I, I i'm going to be following to watch and see where you end up uh watching some of your twitch streams hanging out so i uh i was in your among us stream i kept yelling abby from brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> great thank you <laughs> And that will be this be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where uh, we will be streaming Extra Life. But also we have a team of streamers. Uh, we have our Multiplayer Mondays, 2D Tuesdays, as well as... I don't know what Fridays are going to be filled in with yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being Frog Fractions too. Yay. You, you did, did this to yourself. I did this, I did this to myself. And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is uh, superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the cottage cheese sound of your choice. Gross. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Abby, thank you so much. It has been a blast hanging out with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. All right, GG Abby. Uh, GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. GG. Sorry, also GG. I don't want to seem like a sorry sport. No, it was his fault for starting with you. (laughs) I'm the ass. Got it. Somebody has to be. Every episode. Yep. It's generally me. (laughs) Good night, everybody.